Well, the government is sending six Defence Force personnel to the Middle East to help take out the Houthi fighters who've been attacking shipping in the Red Sea. The deployment, which could run until the end of July, will support the military efforts led by the United States to protect commercial and merchant vessels. The attacks are disrupting supply lines, forcing ships to voyage thousands of kilometres further around Africa. The United Nations Security Council has condemned the Houthis' attacks, demanding they immediately cease, but it hasn't specifically endorsed such military actions. The Houthis have said they are acting in solidarity with the Palestinians in the Israel-Gaza conflict. The government, though, has denied the deployment is connected to the conflict. Regional leaders are concerned the airstrikes could destabilise the tenuous peace in Yemen, uh, which is held since mid-2022. We are joined now in our Auckland studio by the Minister of Defence, Judith Collins. Kia ora, good morning, Minister. Oh, good morning, Ingrid. Why uh, is New Zealand getting involved in this military action? Well, we've been asked for assistance, and this is assistance that is highly valued. Um, But it's also very important to understand that New Zealand being at the end of the supply chains, and as we all realised during COVID what that means, uh, the cost and the delay in goods either getting to New Zealand or getting to the place that we want them to go uh, is something that deeply affects us. So we are taking a very principled stance around uh, freedom of the seas and also around the maritime shipping. Critics, though, I mean, we've we've heard from Madame Davidson this morning, uh, calling out really taking a principled stand over shipping and supply chains, but not, for example, calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza where 25,000 people have been killed. Well, I think Marama and the Greens shouldn't really be giving anybody advice on defence and foreign uh, affairs. I think it is very important that we look at New Zealand's best interests. And they're not, not, they shouldn't be conflated, these issues. And I know that the Houthis have ramped up their attacks on maritime shipping, on civilian ships, basically, people trying to undertake um, you know, the shipment of goods. They've undertaken, they've ramped it up and they've said, oh, it's all about Gaza. But it's clearly not. It's been going on for years. But they are saying that, and I know we've heard from a security expert this morning saying that, you know, that may be an issue of convenience, as you're pointing out, but that is still the perception. You've got a very, possibly the most volatile part of the world at the moment now with Iran involved as well. And that is the perception that uh, by doing this, it could be interpreted, experts are saying it could be interpreted as shifting our weight behind the US and by extension supporting Israel in that Gaza conflict. Well, it's not a support for Israel in the uh, situation with Gaza. We've already been very clear that we believe in the two-state solution. That that does require that there be um, two states, not just one, and it certainly doesn't uh, enable or um, support the heavy loss of civilian life. But also we um, are very aware that there are still hostages um, in Gaza taken from Israel illegally. So it is a very difficult situation. And that's not what this is about. This is actually about the ability to get our goods to market and to get those the goods that are coming back to New Zealand through. So the fact that China and Russia, both members of the Security Council, neither of them use their veto power to condemn the Houthi attacks should tell us all that everybody in the world is now being affected by their their behaviour. So this is 
you know, the, we're talking about unarmed um, merchant vessels moving through the Red Sea, no longer able to do so okay, without let's talk being attacked. A, let's talk about the deployments. This is a departure from previous deployments, isn't it? We've we focused in the past on peacekeeping and rebuilding. Now we're part of uh, what one commentator called part of the kill chain. Essentially may not be pulling the triggers, but telling them where to point. Well, I think that's um, very simplistic. But and is it accurate? No, it's not. Uh, in fact, that we've had um, people involved in Operation Pukeko in uh, the Red Sea since 2013 should tell us that this is not something new. We've been involved in the Middle East for a very long time, particularly mili- down the Red Sea. This is military action. What are our people well, doing there if not uh, providing intelligence on, on targets? Well, that's because we need to assist wherever possible to make sure that the right military targets are uh, taken out. I think you need to also remember that the Houthis have been given a number of warnings, very serious warnings. The Security Council has condemned their actions. Their attacks on on merchant navy, basically civilian ships, that is outrageous what they've been doing and they've been essentially holding the world to to ransom. Labour and the Greens don't support this deployment. (laughs) Uh, Labour has called it, well, said there are shades of Iraq here. Why didn't you consult them? Well, I understand that the Foreign Minister's office did uh, consult or certainly talk to the uh, opposition spokesperson on foreign affairs, David Parker. But I think it's also remembering is that to say that shades of Iraq is to ignore that Iraq was 20 years ago and the only shade is that they're both well, in the Middle East. What difference does it make when it was? was 20 years ago. This was also the time when Helen Clark was declaring that New Zealand didn't need a strike force because we lived in a, a benign strategic environment. Well, that lasted about a day. Um, the fact is, is that every government needs to make decisions on the information it has, and we are a very responsible member of of the international community, and we have something which can assist in making sure that uh, military targets can be um, actually precisely targeted. Do you accept there that this is a shift in terms of being more proactive, uh, in terms of getting in behind the US and being more... I think we need to be very aware. I mean, do we say the same about the assistance that we give to Ukraine, for instance? So we give a significant amount of assistance for a small nation to Ukraine. But it's still at arm's length compared to this, though, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about providing intelligence for targets where people will be taken out. Well, the point is is that this is these are military targets and they are illegally and wrongly attacking civilians. So that is, that's who these people are. So this is not um, an attack on civilians. This is an attack on military targets that are targeting civilians. Have you had any advice on uh, the Houthis have talked about retaliation um, in exchange? Have you had any advice about what risks that may pose to New Zealand? Well, I don't think that we see that as the major risk. What we do see is very important that we continue to be a good international partner and that we understand that we are part of a community, the news, you know, the, the world community, which does not stand by and just let um, pirates take over our ships or anyone else's ships.
Again, though, this is coming back to the criticism that we, we're making a real stand about this, but not on other equally serious issues in that region. It's very important that this government puts New Zealanders first, and New Zealand's interests are very clearly aligned with the free passage of ships through uh, waters. That is absolutely important, and so the Red Sea is one of them. And I think, just to add to this, the cost to New Zealanders of the extra 10 to 12 days of forced shipping and also the fact that those delays also mean we don't have containers available. So yes, there's the economic issue, but there's also the fact that civilians are being targeted um, okay. and therefore and we don't, we don't need to have that. Just finally, this deployment scheduled to end in July. Is mm. there any uh, possibility that will be extended or expanded? We're not expecting anything like that um, and we've been very clear this deployment ends uh, by the 31st of July this year. I appreciate your time this Thank morning. You. That is uh, Defence Minister Judith Collins, 16 to 8 now.